welcome to episode 82 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run the random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So let's now run the random number generator. The coordinates for this episode are 11 hours, 14 minutes, 37.0 seconds right ascension, and plus 12 degrees, 49 minutes, 5 seconds declination. These coordinates point to the object NGC 3593. This is a galaxy located at a distance of 29.2 million light years or 8.95 megaparsecs in the constellation Leo that is officially listed as peculiar as in it does not fit into standard galaxy classifications. Nominally, it's supposed to be very similar to a lenticular galaxy, which is a type of galaxy halfway between an elliptical galaxy and a spiral galaxy. Like other lenticular galaxies, NGC 3593 has both a really large bulge of stars and a smooth disk of stars that bisects the bulge. However, while lenticular galaxies usually look like they're relatively devoid of interstellar material, the disk of NGC 3593 contains an unusual amount of interstellar gas and dust near its center that, because we are looking at the disk nearly edge-on, looks like a dark cloud crossing in front of the galaxy's bulge. However, while this leads to the shape, or to use the astronomy term morphology, of NGC 3593 being officially designated as peculiar, it is only a small part of what makes this galaxy peculiar, as in the everyday synonym for weird or strange or bizarre. The most peculiar or weird or strange or bizarre thing about NGC 3593 is that some of the stars in the disk of the galaxy are traveling in the opposite direction from most of the other stars in the galaxy. In most galaxies with disks, including the Milky Way, Virtually all of the stars and interstellar gas clouds in the galaxy's disks orbit the centers of their galaxies in the same direction. This is because when galaxies with disks initially form intergalactic gas, the gas in these disks will have been left with a little bit of residual rotation, or to use the physics term, angular momentum, left over from the motions of the gas clouds that they formed out of with nothing to stop the gas and the stars that form from the gas from rotating in the same direction, they will all continue to rotate in that direction forever. However, in NGC 3593, roughly one-fifth of the stars are traveling in the opposite direction from all of the other stars. The term used to describe this is counter-rotation. The counter-rotating stars are found mostly within the year 1600 light-years of the galaxy. Additionally, all of that interstellar gas near the galaxy center that I mentioned before is also traveling in the same direction as the counter-rotating stars. What seems to have happened in NGC 3593 is that something containing a lot of gas, 
possibly a dwarf galaxy or some sort of primordial intergalactic gas cloud, fell into the center of the galaxy about 2 billion years ago. The object fell in the center of NGC 3593 in such a way that it ended up orbiting in the wrong direction from everything else, and the gas would have later formed stars that would have continued to travel in the wrong direction from all of the older stars in the galaxy. Counter-rotating stars are frequently seen in many lenticular and elliptical galaxies, and in fact, I discussed counter-rotation in the lenticular galaxy NGC 5102 in episode 23. However, NGC 3593 is one of the most prominent examples of this phenomenon, and the detailed scientific studies that have been performed on NGC 3593 have provided extremely useful information on both the origins of counter-rotating stars and gas and how the counter-rotating stars and gas affect the galaxy's appearances. And that sound indicates that we're now moving on to the science bonus round. At the moment, astronomers have the expectation that the average large spiral lenticular or elliptical galaxy contains a supermassive black hole that has a mass millions or billions of times larger than the mass of the sun. In fact, astronomers have found a relation where the size of a galaxy's central bulge of stars is directly related to the size of the galaxy's central supermassive black hole, which implies that the process that makes the bulge larger also makes the black hole larger. In the past decade, many astronomers have been using the Atacama Large Millimeter Slash Submillimeter Array, or ALMA, to look at how quickly gas rotates around galaxies' nuclei to try to determine whether the locations contain supermassive black holes, and, if they do, to try to measure the masses of the black holes. I mention ALMA specifically because I work as a contact scientist for ALMA, and while I have not been part of any collaboration using ALMA to measure black hole masses, I have been responsible for providing behind-the-scenes support for multiple UK-based observing programs using ALMA to make these types of measurements, so I am actually quite familiar with the science. Having said that, I had no involvement in the ALMA observations of NGC 3593 simply because the project was led by Du Nguyen, who is from outside the UK. I also really hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly. Nguyen's group did find a supermassive black hole at the center of NGC 3593, and the mass of the black hole was estimated to be roughly 2.4 million times the mass of the Sun. This might sound big, but I actually know a couple of galaxies with supermassive black holes at least a couple of hundred times larger than this. Still, it's a really impressive measurement and it's going to be very important for refining the relation between supermassive black hole mass and galaxy bulge size. And that is my review of NGC 3593, and the location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the position of NGC 3593 in the sky is an area at the north end of the Marshall Islands in the Pacific Ocean. While no island lies directly at the spot corresponding to NGC 3593, quite a few atolls lie within a few hundred kilometers of it. Most of these atolls are places that neither you nor I have ever heard of unless you've visited or lived in the Marshall Islands, but most people would probably have heard of Bikini Atoll to the southwest, which I think of as the best place on Earth to blow up underwater pineapples, 
while wearing skimpy swimwear. If you like the association of weird-looking galaxies with nuclear explosions on tropical islands, and you want to listen to more podcasts which make similarly weird associations, then you can go to the website for this podcast at www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de and the sound effects are from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening.